Hello, everybody. Welcome to Boss Rush Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie B. Once again, thank you guys for joining us live here on BossRushDays.com, on Twitch, Mixer, YouTube, wherever you guys are watching this. Joining me is the Taco Takedown Titan himself, Mr. Jesse Douglas. <laughs> How's it going? Taco Takedown Titan. That's That's new. Yes, me and Jesse had a talk yesterday about Taco Bell, and, and I had to recover this morning. Oh, my, yeah. We went over I'll, to my I'll, Oh, I was just going to say, speaking of Taco Bell, I went over to my mom's this morning, and she gave me $30 in Taco Bell gift cards. That's yes. $30, $30 quesadilla wraps. Just saying. Ah, oh, can you eat that much without being gassy? Dude, I can't eat two without being gassy. Okay, <laughs> that's 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 six uh, five dollar. Uh, the what is it? The five dollar uh, boxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they got the chalupa ones uh, yeah. going. Uh, I just yeah. seen that trailer, so after the show, I'm definitely going to get one before I go to work. <laughs> so I'll be blown at the spot. But also joining me is the chocolate chip charmer himself, Mr. Corey Derrick. Ch- what? <laughs> Chocolate chip charmer. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Yes. <laughs> uh, you feel happy chocolate chip day, and I'm just like, I'm going to get some after at work today. <laughs> we have some chip ahoys. I was going to say the chip ahoy charmer, but I'm just like, mm, nah, I like chocolate chip better. Um, <laughs> how are you guys doing? We are still in quarantine in a sense. But like I was telling, uh, I was telling Jesse and Corey, I'm like, we are in pre E3 mode because it's it's just almost like E3. Microsoft starts it off with <laughs> inside Xbox, and the hits just keep coming. But uh, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah, doing doing good. Uh, you know, excited for for that <laughs> Unreal tech demo that they showed running on playstation 5 which means it's gonna be just as good or maybe even a tad better on the xbox series x so i'm i'm really excited about that and uh of course switch games getting announced and rumored and revealed and all that kind of stuff left and right so you know i'm pretty 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 excited also pre-ordered uh xenoblade chronicles definitive edition yesterday so pretty excited about that as well Yes. So Jesse, what's what popped off on Arsenal X this week? Um we just mostly talked about um like like all the all the game the games and things that were uh you know that that they kind of have been talk uh talking about or talked about and the things that they announced and stuff like that basically. Yes, if I remember and- correctly. That's all that's pretty much all we talked about. And, and then, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I wanted to touch on that. Just really quick talk, uh, talk about what you were uh, referencing when you, uh, <laughs> when you introduced me. Okay, so, so after work, I, um, it was like, what, one o'clock? Yeah. Like, yeah, like one o'clock in the morning. I, I just stopped and I, and I grabbed something from T Bell and <laughs> this dude is in a big truck okay and like and and my 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 uh 
the Taco Bell by our house is not has like the worst drive through. It's like super hard even just for a little like SUV to like, you know, maneuver going, you know, turning around. It's just really, really tight uh, turns and there's not much room. And so this dude is in his big honking truck pulling a boat in a, on a trailer behind it and he's going through the drive through. And I had we I had to sit there for fifteen minutes waiting for him to try to keep on backing up and re readjusting, backing up, readjusting, trying to get this stupid boat <laughs> through the through the drive through. It was just, I just like I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, ugh, man. I don't know. Some people. <laughs> he, yeah. he must have really needed Taco Bell bad. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yes. And also, uh, you guys showed a little bit more of what's on Game Pass. And yes, Jesse, what's on Game Pass this week? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> you and Corey and guessing and me being the special guest. Uh play Shoots of Rage 4. So you guys can check out yeah. that discussion. Uh these guys, they they had so much fun. It was just good to nerd uh nerd out with them about the uh Shoots of Rage franchise. Uh mm-hmm. Corey, something jumped off on Nintendo Power Block this week. Uh, what what happened? What I heard. I want to know what's happening like... to the beginning of this episode. <laughs> it's like really. <laughs> uh, well, we talked about the uh, Paper Mario reveal that happened on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> we're getting two big first party games. We they were revealed. Well, Paper Mario was revealed, and Ghost of Tsushima was deep dived on on Thursday, and now they're coming out on the same day. <laughs> Also in July, so uh, we talked about Paper Mario and uh, Metroid and Pikmin because uh, of the the Pikmin three deluxe rumors are you know floating around out there, and then uh, also, of course, after the long uh, uh, what do you end end cap to that trailer, there is a t- tiny ten second teaser where Mario was running around in a Samus helmet, so <laughs> everybody's speculating that. You know, Metroid's coming very soon, and you know, uh, we did talk about that though, and how you know, Metroid seems to pop up in these Mario RPGs uh, quite a bit, like Metroid references and Samus and stuff, because the producer of Paper Mario is also the producer of Metroid Prime. So, uh, you know, there's take it with a grain of salt if Metroid's coming or not, but you know a metroid game whether it's a 2d or the prime trilogy or whatever but uh we also talked about how metroid prime 4 seems to be uh shaping up to be a different type of metroid game because they are hiring some of the best visual effects artists in the industry right now at retro uh including it's wackiness including including visual artists from respawn uh, uh uh dice 343 uh uh crystal dynamics like they they have such a huge visual effects team now that it's just kind of like there's going to be some if this if this game doesn't have an explosion out of the box I'm going to I'm going to be sad because the visual <laughs> effects team is going to 
you know, we, we actually talked about how if they reintroduce Mother Brain into the Metroid series through Metroid Prime, how it might be influenced by the Prometheans in from Halo 4 and 5, which were <laughs> in turn <laughs> influenced by Metroid Prime. <laughs> so uh, I'm not ready for that, but I am. <laughs> it's going to be it yeah. was a good talk. Uh, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about it uh, at some point. And, uh, you know, we talked about uh, the relaunch of Expansion Pack and everything. So, uh, yes, which we might actually talk about a little bit later <laughs> on this show, too. But yes. And there was a winner for episode 195 uh, for our uh, Nintendo Power Block contest. But we are on the road to 200. And just in case if you guys didn't know, you have a chance to win a turquoise Nintendo Switch Lite, a 256 uh, SD card, mini SD card, and two fifty dollar gift cards. Wow, that that is a lot. But you gotta go check out the latest episode of Nintendo Power Block to find out on how a chest to enter because there's many things that you gotta do to get it. But don't fret. It's really easy once you guys find out what you need to do. Uh, and I cannot wait for that episode. It's going to be so good. But we're going to get into some housekeeping because, like I said, we have a show to get into. You can follow us on Twitter at Boss Rush Podcast and on Facebook and Instagram at Boss Rush Podcast. Join our Discord, Xbox console community, and our Destiny clan. Also, live shows have returned. When we're able to record them, you can join us live on Mixer and Twitch at Boss Rush Games Live, all one word to chat with us live on air. You can also find all of our content on BossRushGames.com. Arsenal X, uh, you can for everybody who, which, who, if you case you missed it, is our Xbox podcast, which you could join us on Sunday nights for our, our uh, for the pre-show. The live podcast recording and some multiplayer Xbox fun on Mixer and Twitch. Also, remember to check out our family of shows, podcasts, and videos on youtube.com slash Games, podcast services, and of course, BoshRushGames.com. Now, we are in pre-production for some upcoming shows like Indie Masterclass. Um... Corey talked about expansion pack uh, coming back. Uh, we've been talking about Crossroad, uh, where as that would be our PlayStation podcast. And also check out this week's 1v1, where we talked to Brody F- uh, Flux, correct? Yep. Yep. From Diggity Podcast and Super Sandwich Podcast and other things. So do check out that episode. We had a great discussion um and if you want to be on 1v1 uh email us at boshrushgames at uh gmail.com correct Corey? Mm-hmm. no yes. boshrushgames pro at gmail oh boshrushgamespro at gmail.com we would love to uh talk to you guys about uh, you creating your content and just really nerding out and having a good discussion we got some really good what we was coming up jesse has got some guests lined up and uh i i i don't know how to handle myself i'm excited and i cannot mm-hmm. wait for you guys to check out that episode um it's coming in the future and all i can say is you're going to be nodding your head to some good vibes in that discussion 
So uh, that's all I can end it uh, uh, say. So we're going to get into these news bits because, like Craig mentioned, Unreal Engine Five running on PlayStation Five, and then it's going to be on current gen and next gen and mobile apps in mid 2021. They talked about uh, you can start making your game on Unreal Engine Four. And then easily move it to Unreal Engine 5. They showed awesome the lighting effects. Um, and th- they actually made a demo game that's playable, but it's not going to be a full game or anything. Um, and wow, as as press- impressive that is that it is, you know, they're they were talking about all these multiple triangles making it and you'll be able to use uh, movie assets to like fill in different uh, different parts of the game it really looks good me and Jesse was talking about games that could actually we could see in the future on it I um Jesse, which game did you? I, I know you mentioned something. Uh, which game did you mention? I know I mentioned Fallen Order too, but you mentioned something else. Um. Oh, th- that it that it was like. Yeah. Oh, you said the next Tomb Raider. That was it. Yeah. 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 That's what. Yeah. It re- yeah. It re- like, cause you know the whole cave stuff. It kind of. I just envisioned. Yeah, like a Tomb Raider game. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, like. But the the thing the thing is like, you know, like I you know during while we were watching it, I was getting excited, but like, but then I you know like was looking into you know like stuff and and you know a lot of a lot of people have been saying hey you know like go back and watch all the other Unreal Engine things and uh, you know you might want to just kind of contain your excitement because the ch- you know chances of something looking that great you know anytime soon is you know a very very slim but but yeah it's you know so i didn't i didn't quite understand like there was some things about like just looking into it deeper because i had watched the uh the digital foundry thing about it mm-hmm. um you know like where they kind of broke stuff down quite a bit and so, like, they talked about 8K textures and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, in in the that they were using for the caves and all that, but the actual game was only running in 1440p resolution at 30 frames per second. So it's like, well, yeah, you. They're, so they're using 8K textures, but it's not going to be showing up as 8k it's going to be you know only whatever resolution it's running at yeah so I, I i was kind of confused like why you know like what if that was just on their part just uh you know like uh them trying to oversell it or what i don't know it it just there's a lot of weirdness like once things started getting broken down about it that mm-hmm. that were just kind of you know like I don't know I don't know what to think about it I'm just I'm I'm like just left confused as to what the what the uh, messaging was supposed to be on on all of it but whatever you know like as far as all that stuff goes I guess at this point who cares you know like once we see it in games you know and and actually being utilized to make games then we can uh you know then i'll I'll start uh looking more forward to that but 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, showing. I mean, you said it was running in fourteen forty p, which is what I. I mean, I don't think they need to show things running in eight k because I mean, yeah, ninety yeah. percent of the people watching this video are probably watching it on their phones anyway, right? In a, in a subway yeah. Or, yeah. or in their homes or whatever, they're not watching it on a nice big four k TV, right? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, as if you're making 8K textures and you're telling people that this is what this engine is capable of, it's future proofing yeah. the engine for the next, you know, 10 or yeah. so years. Because there are there yeah. are some studios who are still using Unreal Engine 3 for their games, right? Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, most are using 4. Ed and I talked yesterday about Powerblock on Powerblock how Nintendo, some of Nintendo studios are using Unreal 4 for, you know, Kirby and Yoshi's Crafted World and, and, uh, Square Enix was using it for for Dragon Quest stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. I think Final Fantasy Remake is running on it as well. Uh, so, I mean, Unreal is a pretty versatile engine. Obviously, we yeah. talked about a little bit the benefits of Xbox because all their studios, except for three four three and uh, uh, the the racing studios, uh, Turn Ten and Playground, are using Unreal. So, you know, Coalition obviously Gears was built by Epic originally. <laughs> So they're super familiar with it. Uh, Phil Spencer said Ninja Theory was using Unreal for the next Hellblade project, which, you know, pretty uh, pretty good guess that that game is probably going to move to Unreal Five and be a 2021 game. I'm sure. Uh, and, and and I like how when Jesse, me, when me and Jesse was talking about that, because Jesse mentioned that Unreal um, Hellblade Two is going to be Unreal Five. Um, it kind of. It, it kind of feels like that would be a great game to show on Series X before the official system comes out um, and really show how Unreal, how that game looking on using Unreal 5 on Series X really showcases what that engine can do and how how that game running on Series X can really sell the system because like like we all we all can agree hellblade just in general the first one is phenomenal it's like we know ninja theory is a it know their graphics but when it comes to like graphics and doing art they're really good at it so to see hellblade to um definitely be used as an example to if they ever show unreal engine 5 with hellblade that would be the system seller in a sense not saying hell infinite wouldn't be but like really sure that this is the engine running on this actual hardware and this is what this game is doing with using unreal engine 5 i would be like wow yeah well see that's where i'm confused though because xbox announced all the games that will be available on once uh the series x like on release day mm-hmm. and and uh, hellblade 2 is one of them uh so i think I, don't... I think they kind of rolled that back a little bit uh because they said they did say that they were aiming for 2020 but since this pandemic stuff started and uh you know they phil spencer came out and said they kind of want to uh, not release all their first party stuff at once. They want to kind of have a cadence similar to what the Switch had in 2017, where you know every four to six weeks they have a some sort of first party project, big or small, kind of rolling out. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I could see Hellblade moving uh, a so Ninja Theory can have more time to work because that the whole pre- the whole theme of that game is getting that you know super realistic facial capture right that was their whole Mm -hmm. kind of push for the first game 
And mm-hmm. if you can't get Molina in the studio to do that, like, you know, why, <laughs> why, you know what, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so I, I think, I think Hellblade's probably going to be more of a 2021 game. Plus if they want to utilize what, you know, the Unreal Engine can do and, you know, try to, try to get that tech under, under control and see what they can do. Cause Ed and I were talking about what they could possibly do for gears with Unreal five, uh, gear six, mm-hmm. which I'm sure will be running on that tech, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I I think Hellblade. On as as much as I love that first game, if you're releasing it alongside Halo and Forza and Assassin's Creed and you know whatever else third party stuff, I think Hellblade would get lost. And so I think pushing it out and try to utilize this technology to make a statement with, I feel like Hellblade is a statement game for an, a new technology. Uh, because that game was all about technology in the first place. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I'm still excited to see. I want to play the game that was in that <laughs> in the t- in the video. <laughs> I want to play that game. Uh, I think it, I think it would be nice if they dropped it uh, when Series X and PlayStation Five comes. If they just be like, "Here's a demo to get a, a real idea. We're not selling it, or we're not continuing it, but just like really get your hands on through it." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think uh, I know Epic said that they are going to try to get back into like, quote unquote, real game development, uh, you know, with if because they have all that Fortnite money now they're in the Epic store is doing well enough. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think Epic is going to start making different games again. And Fortnite will just be the thing that funds it, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for whatever they have. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing is, yeah, for them to have, you know, now a, a brand new uh, engine and, and to not, like, actually utilize it and make, like, a really a really good game that, you know, that actually shows off a little thing, a couple of the things that it can do would be kind of a shame. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see, but I'm excited. Either way, I think Unreal looks great, and uh, I hope teams that uh, you know. I, I, one thing we didn't really mention was, uh, I mean, Ed and I talked about it a little bit yesterday, but the technology that they're pushing with particle effects and being able to render stuff without having hundreds of people work on it. You know, you could, you could. This could really help indie teams make bigger games you know they could really help mm-hmm. them expand their ideas uh to make bigger projects instead of you know just smaller shorter projects you know i, I think mm-hmm. the way that things are rendered and the things that they were showing and talking about and the way that particle effects can be used as part of an animation instead of you know just g- generic physics-based things would be is a really interesting way to create uh you know, they showed the bats flying around in the cave. Those were all particle effects. Mm-hmm. Those weren't those weren't designed things on a scripted path, right? Those were just particle effects designed to fly like bats, which was super interesting. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm more interested to see what they do on like indie teams do with with this technology yeah. because most first parties, like most, especially like PlayStation, right? PlayStation had a lot of their studios have their own in-house engines because they need the <laughs> engines to do specific things for what they're working on. 
Uh, yeah. We talked about the Decima engine, which runs Horizon. Uh, we talked about the, the uh, what's it called? The motion engine, I think, is what God of War runs on. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, that. Uh, Naughty Dog has a very specific engine for The Last of Us and Uncharted. So, you know, very few uh, Sony first-party games run on a third-party engine. I think Days Gone is really the, the only notable one. Uh, that runs on something other than a proprietary engine. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, it, it. I think. I mean, Microsoft. I think out of the first parties is going to be the most receptive of this because a lot mm-hmm. of their studios do use it, especially for something like Fable or uh, Hellblade, like we talked about in Gears specifically. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. It definitely will be interesting. Uh, you know, like as as if this next generation wasn't interesting enough. Now we've got a new, you know, a new engine to look forward to as well. You know, like it's it's definitely shaping up to be a very very interesting, uh, you know, beginning of a new a new generation. So yeah, and yeah. something we didn't talk about yesterday, Ed. Uh, it is scalable and confirmed to be. Uh, Switch inclusive, so it will mm-hmm. you'll be seeing Unreal Five en- engine games running on Switch too. Not that it'll look as great as the demo did yesterday, but you know it is capable of of uh, having po- being ported down to Switch. Uh, so they came out and yeah. talked about it because a lot of people were talking about, oh, it's running on PlayStation Five. How's it going to run on uh, Xbox Series X or whatever? And there was a an interview with uh, Sweeney about you know how it's going to run on xbox series x it's going to run very similar to the way it ran on playstation 5 because they're using you know similar hard drives right and and you know the ssds and uh he was talking about like those games are going to look fantastic but it's also very scalable and he was talking about how easily it can be scaled down to like mobile games and switch and he talked about switch specifically also so Mm -hmm. very that was nice to hear yeah, yeah. Well, and you know that's the thing they so they were showing it off for Sony, and so they had to, yeah. you know, like focus on just Sony and you know and and uh, make it seem like you know like inflated a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we're gonna. Oh, oh, go uh, ahead, uh, Jesse. Nothing. Nothing. Never mind. That's, oh, I'm good. Well, we're going to move on uh, because uh, this state of play that happened Thursday was just done right with Ghost of Tsushima. Um, They showed off what you'll actually be doing in the game, how you could use wind and let that direct you to secret places or progress to the story. Um, It's very open world. Um, They have different kind of filters and uh, modes that you'll be able to do. You can attack different camps um, and uh, in different ways, uh, customize your costumes and everything. And I think what was more most oppressive was that people came away with it sold. Um, that they want to get this game or because people actually started you know pre-purchasing the game like downloading and stuff but a lot of people like for me personally i'm just like this is how a state of play should be done you do a little bit of a deep dive but you show us some gameplay you really walk us through it and nintendo directs have been doing this like the pokemon direct or 
the fire emblem direct like how they'll take a, a game and they'll break it down piece by pieces and even in some of the Nintendo directs that they're showing like quick hits and then like how they broke down Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for a bit um it is good to have this kind of information that yes you can show quick bits and trailers but break stuff down a little bit show us some of the game of what we're really going to get and for those 18 minutes i was focused on what sucker punch has to offer they have to offer a lot and you know we we don't talk as much about sucker punch as we talk about naughty dog or some of the other playstation studios now because that's their name now uh playstation studio um places um in a conversation when it comes to their games like well-known games or franchises so um what did you guys think uh i i know jesse you don't have uh playstation um but like overall did you think this state of play did what it was supposed to do like getting the message out about this game yeah i think yeah i think they did you know did a good job of of uh you know showing showing aspects of the game and and uh you know and like and kind of just breaking things down a little bit for people um yeah i mean i you know i thought they did a good job with it it unfortunately like i i there's there's parts of the game that there's things that the game doesn't have that i personally wish that it had but Mm -hmm. like but i mean you know like as far as uh you know my my opinions and my my likes aside like it it looks like an awesome game i mean there is a you know a lot of things about it that that i found really cool and interesting um, like I, you know, I do like the whole like kind of uh, using the wind thing, and you know, and like those kind of mechanics, and and um, you know, like it it has some really really cool sounding things. Um, I personally, I just kind of wish that they had like big monster things and all that that you could fight. You know, I that's why I loved Sekiro so much. You know, even. Though I'm just haven't really got into many of From Software's uh, games like mm-hmm. that. That one appealed to me because I do like the samurai stuff and I do like a lot of that. But I I tend to like the more over the top stuff. Like mm-hmm. I like uh, you know like more of the like I did like the Ninja Gaiden games and stuff like that where it's a yes. little bit more fast pace and you know like the ninja st- type games. And like I said, I like I loved Sekiro. Um, yeah, like because I because like when I was watching the go the the game, like I was just picturing like a you know like because it, it really does have a Zelda kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like with the whole like kind of exploration and stuff like that. But it's like, but but like it, it just is missing like in my opinion like the the big thing creatures or like just you know things throughout the world that were like kind of you know had character and and stuff like that that and you and know they, and and from the look of it it looked like they were trying to do a samurai movie back from the 50s yeah. and 60s in yep. japan so you didn't yep. really have big monsters and all of yeah. that but no. i understand no. where you come from like 
No, and I, and I, and I think they I think as far as doing it like that style of samurai game, like mm-hmm. they they basically hit the nail on the head. Like it 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 is if that's what you're looking for, like this is probably the best game to do that, you know, by far. You know, like a, you know, like like I said, in no way am I like discrediting this game or like I it it's not for it's not exactly one hundred percent for me, but I still I still might like once I get a PS five, like once we see a little bit more of it, and I told you this like when we talked before, that I mean it's very possible that I will like get this and, and play it and try it. Um yeah. you know, I'm guessing it's gonna be backwards compatible, so yeah, with sure. the PS five, so so I I could definitely see me uh, giving it a try, because um, because you know like I said I like I do like this stuff. It, it's not you know like obviously I'm not gonna get everything that I'd want in it, but I but I also think that that what they're doing is is really really unique and and with the mixture of kind of everything that that they've like all the the. Uh, the you know like i said the wind and and the like having the the battles and stuff like i mean that's you know that's really where i think the game's gonna shine is the uh is the combat stuff yeah so, dude and that photo mode just get prepared for instagram facebook yeah, your yeah. socials whatever we're not we're not pretty much facebook and twitter and stuff because like there's gonna be a lot of photos from this game uh but yeah. Corey, what are your thoughts uh i mean you know, we again just kind of rehashing what I said yesterday. I think this is the way you do a state of play. I think I think we're gonna look back and remember, like once you know everybody kind of transfers to this digital format, which it seems a lot of people mm-hmm. are doing. You know, I I think you're going to look back at this and you know, I mean, depending on what the next one's like, we don't really know yet for sure, right? But. Uh, mm-hmm. If Sony keeps on this path, we're going to look at Ghost of Tsushima's state of play and saying this is where Sony turned a corner with their digital events and said, we know what we're doing now. You know, it's kind of yes. like uh, what we talked about with Nintendo Directs, where uh, st- if Sony like really keeps us up, they could have a broader state of play where they kind of make some announcements, show off games that are already announced like that based off, you know, traditional Nintendo Directs. But then you have, you know, how Nintendo has the game specific Directs like Okay, here's the Super Smash Brothers Direct. Here's the Animal Crossing Direct. Here's the uh, uh, Pokemon Direct. Like you're gonna get those types of state of plays where, like, okay, this is mm-hmm. the Ghost of Tsushima Direct. This is the Last of Us Part Two uh, Direct. This is the Uncharted Five Direct, or whatever you know, whatever comes next for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I I I think it was awesome. You know, we don't we don't talk a lot about PlayStation on this show. Uh, you know, mostly because we are Xbox and Nintendo people, but like, uh, I you have to give Sony credit when when you know they they deserve it. I know that sounds bad, but you know the, I think I think the state of play. I I did watch it after our show last night, Ed, and it it was really uh, well. I fell asleep to it, but what I what <laughs> I what I did watch, I I. I could see why people were really excited about this one and were saying, okay, yes. Sony knows what they're doing. This is, this is what they should be doing moving forward. And it was really, it was really impressive. 
Yeah, I, mm-hmm. this, it just there was just something about this coming away positive. You you could try and be mad all you want to, but I but just watching it, I was just like, this is something that you just really can't be mad about. Like you got to be excited, even if it's not for you. You got to say to yeah. yourself, that was well done. Well, for yeah, me, well, like, well, why? Yeah, why would anyone be mad about that? Like, I think, yeah, you know. I mean, for me, like, I, I don't get why people would be mad. I I went from having like little to no interest in this game to it being like, okay, I'll probably, I'll probably get it when it comes out because I I, I I think you know it's it. Mm. I mean, not that I wasn't gonna play it because it's Sucker Punch and I like I like their stuff, right? But uh, I'm just it just never really interested me. I think it's because I didn't know much about it and I was just like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I don't. I'll wait till people have reviews on it, I guess. Right, I, I, when they showed the first trailer, me and Jesse was discussing. This. I know everybody. I say that me and Jesse or me and Corey or all three of us talking. That's how we. That's how we. We're a crew. That's how we. We communicate. Uh, I told Jesse. I was just like when they showed the first trailer of this. I already wanted this. I'm like, what is this game? Why is it up my alley? Because I love Japanese. I love samurai. I love all of that. I'm like, I need this. And then when I found out it was Sucker Punch's next game, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be something. And I just need more. I was, I was let down from the last trailer they showed because it was just like, I don't understand what's going on, but I know what they're trying to go for. And then watching this one to be like, ah, okay, yes, now I get it. Now I know. And we still don't have a full understanding of what the story is just yet. But I think I like I love that mystery. It I was um I was telling somebody on Twitter uh after the after I watched everything, I was just like, no disrespect to the last of us. But I didn't watch their last trailer because I want to go full fresh in. I had to watch Ghost of the Tsushima trailer. Like, mm-hmm. I had to watch the state of play. Not because of the show. It's because this is one of my most anticipated games for a PlayStation. Uh, mm-hmm. For this generation. And I want to know much as I can. Where I feel like The Last of Us 2, I could go in that game blindly and be more surprised because my expectations... I have I said no expectations for the Last of Us two. That might sound crazy, but I I'm like I want to go in and just be like, wow, wow, the delays paid off. This is very creative. This is this is literally why this game is now should be in a nomination for Game of Like I want to go in and not deep dive, but really dig into and be like. This is why this game was created and what the vision that they did. It took long to get to, but it really paid off. You know, sometimes there are games that you really want them to really pay off because you don't want to go mm-hmm. in hype, know everything, play it, and then be let down. You well, know? and I think, and I think, you know, part of the the ghost. I think that's that's kind of what they may be trying to do with Ghost of Tsushima as mm-hmm. well. Like you know, like I think maybe that's why they they didn't like really show us too much of the world. Yeah. Like I think at one point didn't they like p- like pan out and kind of show where he was like looking in the horizon? Yeah. And you could kind of see all the different like kind of areas. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so like you know like I think that's what's gonna be. I'm hoping and I'm, I'm hoping that you know like what this game is gonna be like the one of the unique parts of it is 
the exploration, you know, very similar yes. to to uh, Breath of the Wild, where where there's going to be all different kinds of things to experience in the different sectors of of this, you know, massive open world. Yeah. Like I, I'm that's what I'm really hoping because because like if if it's if it's anything like Breath of the Wild, where there's like lots to explore and just kind of find you know throughout these worlds then i definitely will will be giving it a try because i because i want that i want more of that and and you know like breath of the wild 2 whenever that's coming out Mm -hmm. will give me more of that but in the meantime i i wouldn't mind this giving me that kind of stuff until we get that game and jesse we remember when we talked about modern warfare and then we're going to move on to the next story because i'm so excited for the next story when we talked about modern warfare you know when they were showing it off and they was talking about the story it was a game that i didn't expect the story to be that it to be like okay now i need modern warfare too because the story and the production of that game is so spot on like it like me and you we just bounced back talking about it <laughs> and it was just like how is a game that the old these people from infinity war they come back together and they make this reboot in a sense and they make this to rip this story it was the gameplay yes it's it, the gameplay is the gameplay but the story sells that game so well oh the the new modern warfare yeah. you mean yeah, yeah the reboot yeah that yeah that was like seriously, if you have not played that the uh, story for the the reboot of Modern it's, Warfare, it is so worth the game. It's, it's well so worth deserved. it. Well deserved. Yeah. But that leads it to, <laughs> and I got to give myself a break. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo announces, and I'm so excited. They announced Mario Party, not Mario Party. Goodness. Wow. I, I, Paper. <laughs> Paper Mario the Origami <laughs> King coming out July 17th. And it starts out creepy where this origami version of Princess Peach is just like, Will you follow my command? It doesn't matter if you own if you say right uh yes or no. Goodbye. And it just gets crazy, yet cuckoo crazy from there. And I yelled i was gleefully so happy like this kind of was my game of the week in a sense because i know there's two other games on that we're gonna touch down also in news but i seen this i cracked up i came around so happy i like the new battle system that they're doing i mm-hmm. when they said it coming on july 17th ghost of Tsushima didn't even come to my mind and then i was just like when people just when people started posting the picture, be like, it's one of those days again where two high profile games are coming out, and I was just like, ah yes, because uh, Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal did this. Of course, I'm gonna have to buy Ghost of Tsushima and Paper Mario on the same day. Like that's a given. Uh, thoughts about the trailer, Corey? Uh, it was it was good. I think it's a return to form for Paper Mario. Uh, you know, I mean, I haven't I I've really only played the original Paper Mario, so I mean, I I'd have I'm more of a Mario and Luigi kind of guy when it comes to the Mario RPG stuff, right? I think mm-hmm. I I think the writing is really good in the Mario and Luigi games, and and uh, 
but I think that this does some really interesting things because when you like the original pitch for Paper Mario was like okay, these are 2D objects moving around in a 3D world, but everything is, you know, 2D kind of like paper or, you know, paper craft type things. And like, you just kind of looked at the world like, okay, this is just a 2D game, especially like the last few, right? And, uh, you know, Super Paper Mario for Wii did the 2D and 3D thing kind of differently, you know, but it still Mm. had that 2D-esque aesthetic to it. And, And now, like... When you think of paper, you just think of the, a flat piece of paper and all the characters are paper and everything. You don't think about origami and folding paper and, you know, making mm-hmm. environments out of folding paper and cardboard and stuff, right? Like, that's that's like the Yoshi stuff recently, right? Like the Wooly Worlds and yes. the Crafty Worlds and the Kirby <laughs> you love stuff. That game. And now you're seeing these 3D modeled characters out of folding paper. What a what an ingenious idea that they just like <laughs> it's something that like why didn't somebody else think of that first and like yeah people are probably going to point at tear away on on uh on vita or whatever but like nobody played that game let's be honest nobody nobody played tear away uh sad because it was a it was actually a pretty unique game but uh i don't i don't think anybody really played it so uh, but I, I thought the the trailer was great. I thought the ending created some really unique conversations for us <laughs> yesterday. Uh, uh, yes. Which uh, actually, you know, has me even more excited because of the, uh, you know, if you if you want to ch- if you don't want to listen to the whole podcast, we did clip out a, a video of uh, Metroid uh, Retro Studios is hiring a monster visual effects team for Metroid Prime 4. Uh, which you mm-hmm. talked a little bit about at the top of the show, but it's a uh, Ed and I had almost a half hour conversation on what Metroid could be based on this visual, uh, based <laughs> on this one, you know, aspect of a Paper Mario trailer. We went into a discussion about Metroid Prime's four visual effects team. So <laughs> yes, you know. and we before we go on, before I get to you, Jesse, we talked about Pikmin three, and now I have <laughs> to bring this up because Corey said something, and it may be almost similar to what you said. And now that I took time to think about it, uh, you both may be right. So, Corey, tell Jesse what you said about Pikmin three and how Pikmin four might relate to that. I said, I, well, I told I told Ed that like they could do a similar thing to what Paper Mario just did, right? Where Okay, yeah, Pikmin 3 Deluxe is coming to Switch. You show the trailer, uh, you know, you show people playing it w- either with the Joy-Cons or the Pro Controller or whatever. You just do what you need to do. But after the, the end splash screen where it says Pikmin 3, it fades to black and you get into a garden and it's just, you know, Captain Olimar or whatever character you're going to throw in there. Uh, get maybe the ending of pikmin 3 or whatever but it kind of changes the ending and it pulls out and it's pikmin 4 and like the flowers like you see in pikmin 3 like the the logo for pikmin 4 and mm-hmm. you know they say pikmin 3 deluxe coming you know in january or whatever and this fall expect pikmin 4 or whatever similar to what you know mm-hmm. they were doing with bayonetta and uh you know mario deluxe and whatever with 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 Mario Maker and stuff. So like, you know, you could tease the announcement of a new game by releasing the old game, uh, which I think is really, really smart. And mm-hmm. I and I know that me and you were talking, Jesse, about like it's only a rumor right now. You know? Uh well and, and you believe that you 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 think it's a ru- it's only yes. a rumor right now, yes. but there's and, a lot of 
There's a, a lot, lot of, of people. A lot of people are 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 um, reporting it as being like so, someone had that whoever has mentioned it mm-hmm. as has either seen something or knows something enough that it's almost certain that, it, that it's a thing. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I think I'm just telling you, just like right now, it's a rumor because I don't because and I said that I'm like, Nintendo wouldn't want to ruin uh, Pikmin 4 because we know that's in development. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like and and I, I kind of felt like Pikmin 3 would have taken away. And I mentioned this to uh, Corey, too, that Pikmin 3 would have took away the surprise of Pikmin 4. But if what Corey said happens, definitely. Mm-hmm. It, what you said, what could happen, like if it is confirmed and it comes out and it shows that Pikmin three is, you know, because I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, v- it's just a vehicle for a bigger, a bigger uh, discussion or a bigger yeah. announcement, you know. Yeah, because it was, it was it, for me, it was more like, yeah, it's a, just seeing it as a rumor. It's kind of more like a place, a placeholder, because Nintendo mm-hmm. wants to control their message, and. Yeah. I, I I told Corey that I think I I said I would have to sit down and go get some food and think about this if this happens mm-hmm. because it's just like don't give me Pikmin three yet I want Pikmin yeah. four if you give me Pikmin three of course I'm going to buy it. give me the HD rum let me use Joy-Con <laughs> yeah like like I'm I'm going to lose my mind and be excited because of course I want the Pikmin amiibo I want the Pikmin but bo- like. I have to have the box copy of this. I'm not doing digital. Like that's nonsense. Well, if if they, uh, if, it, if they have a, if they have like some like I well I don't know that they would for three, but well like and I and I still think that that even even just like you know uh put putting you know Pikmin four aside. Yes. As a po- as a possible announcement, I still think that there is a very good possibility that that uh, you, you know, like us knowing that most likely three mm-hmm. is is confirmed, could be misleading as well. I think that it's very possible that we could even be getting a trilogy, and you know, and so the announce or the leak of three being a thing wouldn't would be just a small. You know, Peace. speck of what yeah. the what what's actually going on. You know, like I don't know. See that you know that's the thing is it, it, it say see we're still here. You know, talking about things and 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 making you know making you know trying to figure out what's going on. Even if yeah three is confirmed, it doesn't mean you know it doesn't ruin any of the enjoyment of any of this. So. Like right. you know, I I just think it. I don't know it. And, and, I'm excited and, because like Pikmin and and Zelda ultimately are my favorite franchises in uh, and you Pikmin know in is, Nintendo. So it's to see Pikmin three on Switch, even if they just up it a little bit. Like it looks it looks gorgeous on Wii U. Yeah, it looks crazy insane. I'm just like to see to picture it on Switch. Give it a little care, like up res it. I, 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 I just, I, my hope is just like I, I want it to be real. Uh, I don't want to be crushed. They could, they could do what they did with Paper Mario. It's just like literally announced it like crazy, and I will probably be like, 
I I don't because me and me and Corey was trying to figure out I'm like where did you release this at? Like mm-hmm. is this is this a a fall game like August or September and then release Pikmin four in March for spring? Because Corey said it's a this is a spring game and thinking about Pikmin and what that Ooh. game environment wise how it looks yes in in March it would fit it would be the perfect thing to release for twelve. I'll be I'll be honest. It depends on um, it depends on wh- when it's announced. Like yeah, you know, because honestly, I could see them saying that it's available today. <laughs> like you know, like because because I mean that's uh, uh, just like, you know, because it's a port. Yeah, because it's a port. Well, like they could make a you know like it could be part of the bigger event like we talked mm-hmm. about where where it is mostly about like announcing pikmin 4 and you know and and some other things but i could like see them like literally just to really like nail you know get a lot of hype and get you know like mine share on the internet like if they were to just say that it's available today do you do you think that would be um, a good Nintendo Direct kind of announcement, like like a surprise Nintendo Direct is happening on yeah. Wednesday, let's say, or Thursday. Yeah, and then they're be. they're showing everything, and before they got to Pikmin Four or whatever they want to show, mm-hmm. bam, they do Pikmin Three. They show trailers and new stuff that's coming, and mm-hmm. maybe a new level or whatever, and then they be like available now. Because you know, like with like you know, we're still there's still a lot of places that are doing the stay at home stuff. Yes. And and so like yes, there are still ways to get the physical version of these games. But I I think that there's a very good possibility if if it is just 3 coming out that that they that this would be more digital anyways. Yeah. And so that's why that's kind of why I think the whole like available today well, thing would be the best way to to make a big splash is yeah. because because it because so many people right now aren't going out to try to get a physical version of something you know just because they would if they can stay home they would rather do that you know so so, so let's say eShop uh eShop shadow drop available now physical later on down in the fall or yeah. when with things come yeah. in case of people want to get get it because yeah. like snipper clips was like that like it was yeah. only digital and then later on down the line they did a physical yeah i could see that happen oh goodness jesse why you do this to me <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm now I'm, I'm excited now and so and yes if 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 pikmin 3 is true to be confirmed Nintendo, do what you do best. Like, give it to me. You already given me Paper Mario. What else can you serve me with? Like, we talked about the Mario 3D games coming. If you just happen to throw in Twilight Princess HD or Wind Waker HD, throw I want those Wind in. Waker. I out of all the all the Zelda games that we've gotten in the past, mm-hmm. like I I would like to get win, the Wind the updated when the Wind Waker HD. Oh, the switch. Most, ju- yeah, j- the yeah. most because like I just think that the HD version looks so much better than that original one did. Uh-huh. And uh and you know, and I've I've played, you know, I don't get me wrong, I'd love some form of Ocarina of Time, but I've played that game so many times and beat it so many times at this point that I 
I don't I don't need it again. Um, but yeah, I I would like Wind Waker for sure. Yeah, I would. <sighs> I mean, if we're gonna talk about Zelda, I would. I, honestly, I would love to. Uh, I would love to just see. Uh, all the, I, I would love to see you know Twilight Princess and Wind Waker obviously, but I think I think you could do an HD version of the 3DS games at some point too, and just upres mm-hmm. them and put them. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I think those games were designed to be. You know, I think those games were HD'd and then you know res down for the 3DS. You know, I think they there's mm-hmm. HD assets of those games somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and and weren't a lot of those weren't well. How many of the the um, the handheld games were were uh, co op or multiplayer? Was it just the four swords? It was four swords and a tri uh, um, the triforce one, where it was like okay. three, where you only could play with three people. It was like those two side games were the only multiplayer. Everything else has been, has been a single one. Well, because like you know, like in my opinion, those kind of games, something like that would be really, really good for the the Switch. You know, even if it was mm-hmm. just a uh, couch co-op. I mean, just because you know, like their online stuff isn't is still it needs some work. But like, even if they were to do like something like that and have it like where you which, could be in the same room and you know, like kind of play together, kind of thing on your own Switch. Which there is a story that I didn't put in, but you can check it out on Nintendo Life that they talked about. Uh, they were talking to the investors and we like, we got a lot of work to do with Nintendo Online because we want to bring more features and stuff like there. Okay. It's just going to take a while to do it. So if anybody want to check that, it's on Nintendo Life. But we got to get to That's our good. last. Uh, yes, we got to get news. <laughs> we got to get into our last story because two members are hyped for one game, and I'm kind of hyped for the other game. Yes, everybody, Tony Hawk One and Two Remaster is coming to PS4, Xbox One, PC September 7th, and the Mafia Trilogy is also coming out uh, for it. So you'll get a remake. Of Mafia One done in the Mafia Three style, um, I think it's going to be the same thing with Two, and you'll get Mafia Three. Uh, I be- I believe all the DLC will be on there at that. T- uh, that's my assumption. But unfortunately, those games aren't coming to Switch at this time. I mean, I, to me, I think the biggest thing is Tony Hawk not coming to Switch. I just feel yes. like you know, like th- I know there's gonna there's gonna have some like open open run stuff, but the two minute runtime is like a perfect handheld thing, you know. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I've got like ten minutes to spare. What can I pop in and do a couple rounds? Oh, Tony Hawk, great, awesome. Uh, I still think it's coming. Mm-hmm. Maybe, obviously not at launch, but I still think Tony Hawk Remaster is coming. Uh, but again, I'll probably get it on Xbox, and then a week later they'll announce it for Switch, just like everything else. Uh, but I'm I'm excited to play Mafia also. Like I've I've played yeah. a little bit of three. I've never played one and two. I do want I do want to play those games. I would I would like to play them in order just to see if there's like a a through storyline, obviously. And I think this is going to be a great way to do that. Uh, and those those screenshots of Mafia One remastered are phenomenal. 
Yeah, like, they, they really are. look good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Hangar Thirteen's really put on the work. They're they're the ones doing the remasters, right? They're doing yes. all of them, remastering all of them. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I I think that that those games are going to be great. I can't I can't wait to play those because there it's always a series that I've been interested in, but I've just never gotten into because I've always been playing something else or busy or mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but the way the way that three was uh, the reception to three was really great, and to see where that series started in a new type of way, I think I think we're getting to that point where people want the things they remembered, but they want to experience them in a new way, right? We've experienced mm-hmm. that with Resident Evil two and three now, and Final Fantasy seven and Link's Awakening. Like we've had all these great remakes and remasters, and and you know. Uh, 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 Ed, what's the one that you like on PlayStation? Um, Shadow, oh, of the, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, yeah. Getting a really awesome uh, remake for PlayStation 4. And it's, like people people love their old games, but it's so difficult to go back to some of those old games sometimes mm-hmm. that like you just... Like, like Ed, we were talking about that with the, with why Metroid Prime Trilogy isn't out yet yesterday, right? Where yeah, Nintendo, like obviously... I think that game should have come out by now, and I think Nintendo wanted to release it by now. But they're seeing. I think Nintendo is is taking notes on some of these other remakes and remasters, and they're saying, "Oh well, if this doesn't feel right and this isn't perfect, Metroid doesn't sell well enough to sell on name alone. It's got to be great. Like if we remaster mm-hmm. these, these have yeah. to be great. These have to be yeah. perfect. They have to feel modern." And, you know, you have to be able to move this camera with the right stick, right? Like, that's such a big thing mm-hmm. in Metroid Prime where it's so hard to go back to because you can't move mm-hmm. the camera with the right stick. It, everything's controlled mm-hmm. by the left stick. And so, uh, mm-hmm. and A is is shoot instead of the trigger. So, like, I, I think, or B or something, it's not a, a shoulder button that shoot is my point. So, like, I think they're looking at, at how modern first-person games play and they're trying to adjust that. And I think... People are expecting more now out of their remakes and remasters, which is why I think, you know, a lot of people are talking about the Mass Effect remaster now. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think people are going to look at that and say, you know, so many people love Mass Effect 2 and 3's gameplay, but love the story of 1. And I think a lot of people are hoping that they take the gameplay from 2 and 3 and actually go in and rework and fix Mass Effect 1 to play like 2 and 3, which I, it- which I don't think is going to happen. Uh, yeah, but I, 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 oh, I, oh, sorry, I, I, I just have one yeah. more thing to say, which is why I think like the work that Hangar 13 is putting into Mafia and mm-hmm. the work that Activision is putting into Tony Hawk is so important, and the things that they're doing with them are important. Like people want to experience a great looking Tony Hawk game, right? And the, like yes. the new Tony Hawk, the remastered Tony Hawk games look fantastic. They got the soundtrack in there that people love. Uh, that was like the big thing that they needed to nail, and they nailed the soundtrack. It's up on Spotify right now. If you haven't listened to it, it's, dude, I it's it has so many like nostalgic feelings, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. uh, it was the punk, the punk pop kind of yeah. sound, yeah, that, and, and, and ska, yeah. I should say, mm-hmm. yeah, awesome. and yep. they nailed it, and I I think it's what they did with that is really awesome, and to see Mafia kind of get that, and people realizing that. Okay, if we remake this, we need to do it right. And I think Resident Evil did it right from all mm-hmm. accounts, you know, and from all accounts, uh, Final Fantasy VII did it right so far. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm loving 
I love seeing that people are remaking these games uh, uh, to what people remember, but also with a new twist on them. Mm-hmm. And we- yeah, it's a good pre- preserve or uh, preserving, uh, you know, preservation yeah. or whatever of yeah. of the games because, like, unfortunately, a lot of our our younger, you know, like like the games and a lot of games that we've played over the years are just completely lost to time. Um, whether, whether we liked them or not, you know, like, because, you know, they're just like, I mean, look at TV shows back in the day. They used to, they used to record the new shows over old shows, um, because it was too expensive to, you know, to get new, you know, new tape or, you know, new, uh, film you know for every show or whatever and you know a lot there's so many shows that are just like completely gone to to time because they they never really had any kind of thing set in place to to preserve those those shows you know so like this is a good way to to preserve something that existed a long time ago but but make it you know something that that People who've never played it can come can come to it and appreciate it, and mm-hmm. you know, because because a lot of times you try to go back and play those original old games, and they're you know they're <clears throat> you you sometimes like like uh, Goldeneye for N sixty four. You're just like, how did I ever enjoy this game? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like with how how buggy and and you know like how much it like you know, this or how much at that, but, you know, like doing, doing this gets rid of all those, those things that, that stick out like a sore thumb as to why, why it, it doesn't hold up today. And, you know, but still captures all the things that you loved about that game, you know? So it's like, like I'm, you know, like, you know, you know how I feel about Resident Evil 4, um, but I'm actually excited for a remake of that because I'm hoping that it will fix the issues that I have with the original mm-hmm. and and you know and make it feel more like the newer stuff, but still getting that story because I didn't mind the story. It's just I didn't care for the controls of that game. Which was, which at that time, like I said, it was something new for Capcom to get for <laughs> them to do. And it yeah. was kind of something new for gaming in general. And I think once once Gears kind of took that idea and um, worked on this controls and this gameplay and kind of fleshed it out and reused some things, it became a standard. So... Yeah. Seeing, seeing, taking something that was like made in Japan and make it more American, where it could now be universal worldwide, you kind of understand why. If they do a Resident Evil Four remake, I, I have thoughts about that, uh, which is it's not negative or anything. Uh, I, I, it would be something to see how they go about that approach but i i will say you know um i will say i'm excited for these games to come tony hawk is not my jam because i didn't play tony hawk one or two um 
it just didn't do anything Scrub. for me. But I'm, ex- but I'm excited. You <laughs> boss, <laughs> you. But I'm excited that they it did get announced. You know, people were happy for it, uh, and I've been happy for its announcement. I think Paper Mario overshadowed it uh, for me. Uh, I enjoyed that Mafia got announced. Uh, and uh, there are more games that's coming, like uh, PGA Golf by 2K is coming to Switch. Like that was exciting to uh, see that <clears throat> see that announcement. And so that's why I feel like this is kind of like pre E3. Is that game announcements are dropping? So it's a good time to be like, yeah, we don't have the event, but as as more stuff is coming along and being announced and being showcased. And regardless of what we thought about inside Xbox, they really started it all for us to be hyped about games in the future and this announcements mm-hmm. and things to come. So with that, everybody, we're going to quickly get into what we've been playing and then we're going to let you guys go. Um, I'm going to keep my games to one game per system. I'm sorry. I That's me. Uh, for, for Switch, it's Streets of Rage 4. For PS4, it's Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Really been enjoying that. And for Xbox One, uh, I've been playing more of Final Fantasy XII. Uh, like I said, I picked that up and um, i really been enjoying it. Uh, to let Jesse know, I did pick up Journey of the Savage Planet. So that is mm-hmm. on my Xbox One. Uh, and so I can't wait to start that in the future. Uh, Corey, what you been uh, getting down to? Uh well I've been I've been playing uh control obviously for our book club and I you know I was going to play a little bit last night but you know we recorded late pow block and uh mm-hmm. didn't get to it but I I I'm probably what 3 hours in now and just exploring the 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 oldest house and stuff is is cool and I I really enjoy the gameplay the one thing that's extremely frustrating to me is the difficulty spikes and just how like you can be in one room where, you know, one enemy can, you can, you know, take down super easily and doesn't do any damage to you. And then the next enemy is like zipping around a room and like hits you once and you're basically dead, you know, and, and it, it just some of the difficulty spikes has really been frustrating. And, and, you know, I posted it on Twitter and a friend of the show, Josh Finney, asked me if it was my first remedy game. I said, no, I played Quantum Break most of the way through and I played uh max Payne, and i didn't like yeah there were parts that were difficult but nothing that really felt like this and uh you know i don't know man maybe i'm just not being patient enough or whatnot but like i i feel like this game has some difficulty spikes that are uh unfriendly i would say and almost Mm -hmm. unfair to a point uh but uh other than that Mm -hmm. like i'm really enjoying throwing stuff at people and (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. you know pushing them away and uh, I think the shooting actually feels pretty decent. Uh, it feels better mm-hmm. than the first time I played it, which is odd. I, I know there was a patch a couple weeks ago or, or a couple months ago that fixed a lot of the some of the issues people were having with with stability and stuff, and maybe they threw some better shooting in there with the DLC stuff. But uh, I like Control. I don't know if it would be a game of the year contender for me if I played it last year. Uh, so, I mean, but that's just based on the first few hours, maybe, you know, maybe it gets amazing, which don't get me wrong. I think the aesthetic of the game where, yeah, you're in this plain building that looks really generic and whatever, but then you enter these rooms with like 
these giant pyramids and these blocks and these, you know, this ominous red light. And then, uh, you know, the, the part where like probably like an hour into the game, you get to this part where there's like a, uh, a light switch and you turn the light switch off and then you turn around and turn it back on and you're just in this hotel randomly. Mm -hmm. And that's like really cool how they change, uh, locations on you like that. And, and so, uh, I, I do like the idea of this game. I'm going to obviously finish it for book club, but, uh, just some things that were really kind of frustrating, uh, and just, I, I don't know. It just felt really, some of the difficulty spikes are kind of frustrating. So, uh, but other than that, I've been playing through Assassin's Creed Odyssey still just, this this game might take me the rest of the year to 100%, but I'm going to do it. I'm <laughs> going to get all the achievements. I'm going to do everything. That's my goal. Uh, so just like an hour a day, I just go in and complete an island, complete some quests, and move along. Uh, so that's the that's the plan right now, at least. So uh, really, really loving that game. And then uh, what else did I play? Ed, what, oh, Gears Tactics I've been playing through. Yes. Uh, Loving Gears Tactics. I love Gears Tactics. Game of the year so far for me, I would say. Out of everything <laughs> wow. I've played. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Gears Tactics is really awesome. I'm loving the customization. I'm loving the the characters. I'm, I just love how much it feels like Gears. And, and it's really challenging, too. Uh, but they it's cool because, like, they want you to be tactical, but they also encourage you to be aggressive in mm-hmm. smart ways. And so uh, mm-hmm. I, I just I love Gears Tactics. I don't want to ruin anything because I know it's coming to Xbox soon and I want you guys to play it and tell me how you guys feel. Uh, but it's it's for sure my game of the year so far, for sure, without without <laughs> a doubt. Uh, and it, it's uh, it's crazy because the games I've purchased this year, I've been super disappointed in. And this is just available on Game Pass ready to go. So uh Yes, everybody. That includes Animal Crossing. I'm very disappointed in Animal Crossing. I do. I, I put ten hours, 15, 12 hours into Animal Crossing. I. It's. It's not for me. I just have to say it's not for me. So, uh, I. I do love Gears Tactics though. It, it's mm-hmm. by far game of the year. I'm still trying to figure out what is my game of the year. I still haven't got one yet. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have a lot still, right? We have uh, Valhalla <laughs> coming out, which I'm sure will be a contender for me. Uh, we have Halo Infinite, which I'm sure will be a contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been announced yet. I know a lot of people are looking forward to Cyberpunk and, and Ghosts <laughs> and Last of Us and stuff like that. But it, I, I got to tell you, man, I'm, I am so pleasantly surprised and just eager to play more Gears Tactics. And I, I don't like sitting in this chair to play games. I don't know. I'd rather be sitting on my couch, you know, with a controller mm-hmm. and everything instead of in this chair. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I'm actually going to stream it next week, uh, hopefully. And, and I'm working out a stream schedule and making some new assets for that. So, uh, yeah, because the moment of it touch was was it such Xbox. Yeah, it's on. Like, I'm definitely getting yeah, it. It's so I I am I, I'm, I'm so in love with Gears Tactics for sure. So, uh but I'll leave it at that. I've been playing more, but uh, I'll just leave it at that for now. All right. And Jesse, what should we get a doubt to? So I, I've also been playing uh, some more control and, uh, and like I, 
like honestly like the the first time i played that game it definitely like Corey is saying it was like super hard because you have you have no you have no like reference or concept of like what you know what you should be doing where you should be putting your your upgrade points and all that kind of stuff so i mm-hmm. wasted a lot of points that first playthrough and i unlocked useless guns that you really didn't need and i i i have wasted. heard you really only need the pistol in that game because of the way the powers work yeah the the pistol the pistol you want and you want the the one that charges up that the the, um, the pierce yeah the pierce like those in my opinion those are the two the two most useful guns because with the pierce if you get a good shot you can uh you can clear uh like if it's a, a heavier character with a shield yeah. you can clear the shield and most of their life in one shot and yeah. then just throw something at them to finish them off but um like like the main thing that i've been doing that i did not do is like my my upgrade points the only thing i'm sticking them in is energy health and and uh the throwing ability like upgrading the throwing ability so the the throwing ability does more damage i and like I, that's all you need like honestly because that that throwing ability mm-hmm. to the point where i'm at like you want to make sure though that you get where you can catch rockets because that yeah. Corey, that is where the characters get very very cheap and difficult is if you cannot catch those rockets mm-hmm. though that is what makes the them those characters very very hard to go against but once you can catch those rockets and you time it right you can grab that their rocket out of the air and throw it back at them or the like even the big guys there's the one guy that's got a grenade launcher that shoots a whole bunch of grenades you can just throw those back at him and like Dude, I'm just like walking through people like compared to the first time I played it. It's just like I still do die occasionally because I I timed stuff wrong or whatever. But but like I'm having such a better experience of this game the second time through than I did the first time. And and like I'm I'm probably almost halfway done with the game already by this point. Same here. Because um, I'm 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 actually going to I think to to meet the the person that this is all kind of about. So so I might even be further than that. I don't know. You haven't met the brother yet, right? No, I'm about to. I think so. Okay. But yeah, so um, so yeah, I've been the, I've been playing that for the book club and, and enjoying that. Um, and then on Switch, I, I picked up a little while ago, I picked up Rad on Switch. And so I've I've been playing that actually quite a bit lately. Is that um, good? Is that what yeah. you pick up? Yeah, I mean, there there's some issues, you know, with it running. Because uh, I am only play, I only played it in handheld. I haven't seen what it looks like um, oh, play, playing it on the TV. But in hand, handheld, there's like, there there's... There's these like plant things that you destroy, and then it, mm. it like or this like green like weird formation type thing that you destroy, and then it like kind of spreads 
you know, like plants and, and flowers and stuff then grow all over the ground nearby where you, uh, where, where you headed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> when it does stuff like that, the, uh, the uh, resolution and, and picture quality of the game drops immensely to where it like looks like really like pixelated and and just really bad. Um, but but I mean it doesn't really affect the gameplay in any any way. It just looks bad, you know, for a couple of seconds. Um, so I mean, there's there you can tell there's a little bit of performance issues. Um, but but otherwise, like as far as playing the game, like I don't notice any like uh, drop in in um, like uh, frames or anything like that when you're playing. Every everything moves pretty smoothly. I think they just downres the game quite a bit uh, to make it play on there because because like I I remember seeing the original like trailer for it when it came out and it just looked like. You know, baby smooth and everything looked just yeah. like really, really, really vivid and and you know and you know really good picture quality. But it's it's it doesn't look as as pretty on the Switch, but it, it plays like perfectly. So like it's I think it's a I think it's a, a it's definitely a great Switch game though. Like you know I'm I'm enjoying it because you know it's a it's a um. Uh, what's it called a uh, uh, rogue you know like game or whatever and so you know you can just go in and and try to do your thing and you know it's very it's very similar to um to uh what's it called the the game that was that was like really popular and everyone was playing when it came out I, i'm my mind's blanking but Bro- Bro- um, no the um <sighs> My my mind's blanking. I what's the the one that was like super that like did really really well that was a roguelike game. Oh, Dead, oh, Dead Cells. Dead Cells. Yes, yes, that's the one. I was. It's like Dead Cells where you like you go into these like you know the, you go into these portals that take you to like a kind of a randomly generated world. You know, it's, it's usually they're kind of they're similar in some way. But it's just placing of things maybe different, um, but they still kind of have similar looks. And then you know, and then you can, depending on how you you know combo your things or whatever, and you know your mutations and all those kinds of things, uh, you know that will determine how how much easier it is. Like like I got this cool one where you uh, like I grew like a tail and kind of had like a lizard somewhat body, and out of my tail i could shoot uh eggs that would crack open and be little spider baby versions of me (laughs) like that that could like that could shoot or or they could uh attack or whatever and so like after you go through the main level part there's like there's these two um usually like a level will consist of uh, these kind of figurehead things that you've got to turn on and then they twirl up into the air and they shoot these like beams of light towards the 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 next um, doorway that or portal and so when they sh- the when you you know activate both of them then it shoots beams and it opens up the portal to then move on to the next part of that world and usually then you go against a boss 
like these bigger these bigger creatures that take a lot more uh, hit points to to kill. And so, like uh, that, like I was just using my ability with the the eggs popping open and just kind of taking out because there's like two medium sized guys and then one big guy. And so I was kind of working on those medium sized guys and then popping the eggs out to let them just kind of keep on, you know, attacking the enemy because those egg things are just infinite. You can just keep on popping them out, um, and then just kind of letting them go on suicide missions to just keep on lowering and lowering the uh, the the life of the main character while I work on the other guys. And so, like, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of really fun, uh, you know, like, planning of stuff and and trying to figure you know come up with a strategy and and thing like and things like that uh with this game so it's it's definitely been a fun game to just kind of you know like i've been like when i'm laying down right before i'm about to go to bed or whatever i'll just play play for a little while or or like when i get up you know i'll play for a little bit before i like actually get out of bed and start the day or whatever so it's it's uh i've been enjoying it i i would like to try it like maybe get it again i might double dip on it and get it on xbox just so i can have uh have one that i can play on the go and then if i want to you know play it with the better resolution and stuff i can play it on my xbox but but yeah so that's that's mostly what i've been playing oh i did i did i did fire up destiny 2 and I played a little bit of that, and I, I I've upgraded because, I, I, like, honestly, most of the time I spent in that game was just trying to figure out like what's changed, how do I how do I upgrade things, how do I, you know, all there's so much stuff to learn and that relearn now again, because like there's uh, I just man that game's just got so much to it that I need to learn learn how to like what like what kind of things i i wanna uh look for and now there dude there's so many guns in that game like i like now i went and i you know go look at like all the guns that you've that you've picked up and what you haven't there's so many guns now that that i have that i haven't found yet which is a good thing because i hope that means that when i get loot drops that I'm actually going to get stuff that I don't already have. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't always work that way, unfortunately. <laughs> well, everybody, that's going to be the show. I want to thank you guys for joining us here uh, for this live recording. Um, just a quick little plug for me. I am on the weekly cooldown with uh, uh, Kajimus. Um, you guys can check that out on Anchor FM, Spotify, and uh, or Kaji Mike uh, Mice. Uh, sorry about that. Oh, Kaji Mace. I'm sorry about that. Um, you we want, talked you want about to try one more time, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I got to got to go. Uh, uh, but you guys can check that out on Spotify. It's on my uh, Twitter page at that retro code. Um, so if you guys want to listen to that episode, you can. It's only fifty four minutes. Really good discussion. But uh, Jesse, where can we find you? You can find me almost everywhere as Phantom NXS. And Corey, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at I am Corey in HD on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me at Corey in HD on Mixer. Yes. 
um you guys have a great week have a great weekend hopefully you guys are making it through this quarantine time and as always let's play games and be better to one another with that everybody we'll see you next time on boss rush podcast bye everybody goodbye bye bye